Let's do this. <laughs> Thank you. I needed this. I needed this energy today. I saw you on my calendar. Like, I, I literally woke up. I'm like, I cannot wait. I'm going to have like a great day. I'm going to hang out with Jamie. I'm going to hang yeah. out with Lindsay Manning after this. I've got, I'm looking for houses for myself. It's, it's going to be a great day. So we're good. <laughs> I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, small business advanced tax planning and compliance extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. We're welcoming back to the podcast today, our Jared Frost. He's the owner and founder of Blue Bubble Group Real Estate Sales, team focusing on helping families find peace and fulfillment in their lives by providing the highest quality real estate transaction experience in the market. And that's all of that I'm reading. This is actually your bio from the last time. I, it sounded a little familiar, yeah. Yeah, that was July 2nd. It hasn't changed much in July, year. so we're, um, we're good. So this is Jared's second time. We're going to – we'll drop the last um, – his last episode in the comments. So if you want to go back and do – listen to the old backstory and all that, we're cool. not going to do that again. How to use rocket science to build a business, I think, was the, <laughs> the title, right? <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Um, my producer, our producer Steven over here, he comes up with all of those titles. And half the time, I'm good job, like, Steven. you're cracking me up. Yeah. All right. So what is your biggest pet peeve? Wow. I feel like my biggest pet peeve changes on a daily basis. <laughs> it's like, what's my biggest pet peeve today? Yeah. What is your big pe- biggest pet peeve today? Uh, you know, today my biggest pet peeve are, uh, I would say, people. So, you know, there's that phrase, fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there's a difference between faking it till you make it and misrepresenting yourself until you make it. Um, so I like I, that. I would say misrepresentation until you make it is not the way to go. Uh, faking until you make it mm-hmm. probably the way to go. Yeah, so. I think <laughs> those are totally different things. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, I literally, I mean, no names or whatever, but I uh, had an appointment this morning mm-hmm. and, you know, it's – we're, we're doing this podcast to help mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and small mm-hmm. business owners and people yeah. get their stuff up and running. This and is what I, we love to do. Well, love to do it and ran into a new real estate broker kind of mm-hmm. two days into the industry. Like, mm-hmm. very excited to kind of go. Love a little baby real estate broker. And it's so exciting. You know, like the energy is just incredible uh-huh. and just totally clueless. <laughs> and, you know, not that I'm the mm-hmm. be all end all of mm-hmm. Denver real estate, but I've been doing this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, she just misrepresented herself in such a bad way. Yeah. It was just like, wow, you're you're gonna need some help. Daily pet peeve. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> you know, and and as we go into like for our firm, as we go into a new niche, right. you know, like we people ask us all, all the time, how many veterinary practices do you have? I'm like, full disclosure, I have three. Yeah. And it's great and I'm loving it and I'm happy I picked this niche, but I'm not gonna pretend like I know more than I do, but I'm gonna figure it out. And what's wrong with being the first? Right. Everybody starts somewhere. Start somewhere. Oh, by the way, here are my references. Like, <laughs> but I've been working with businesses for the last uh, eighteen, <laughs> almost two decades. You know what you're doing. I do. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. So, what's the scoop on the Denver real estate market? What's the scoop on the Denver real estate I'm market? I'm gonna get comfy because this is gonna be. <laughs> Be a good one. Well, I'm looking for a house for myself, and now I can really empathize, uh, <laughs> you know, what some of my clients are going through. Your lack of inventory? Um, yeah, a real lack of inventory. So it's actually really interesting what we've seen over the last six months. Um, so I think, because when we were talking, when we recorded our last podcast. It was July. It was July. And we were right in the middle of this kind of new supply, and mm-hmm. we were talking, you were asking questions about price reductions mm-hmm. and price decreases, and we're like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, all that's, like, totally reversed. So... <laughs> 
Um, what happened was for about 18 months there from 2000 and end of 2018 until um, actually prior, you know, kind of halfway mm -hmm. through 2018, through pretty much all of last year, um, we had about 30 or 40 percent more supply on the market than what we had the last two years. Oh, wow. um, what we've seen over the last six months, though, is that new listings have not come on the market as quickly as they have over the last five or 10 years. Mm -hmm. And with interest rates now back below 4 percent and people kind of expecting to be out in the winter um, to get better pricing, uh, we've seen an increased purchase activity in December and January. Mm -hmm. At the same time, new listings aren't coming on the market. So all that supply that we had is now gone. And uh, we're actually now undersupplied on, on back to where we were kind of in 2016 and 2017 while you have more people in town. So uh, I went out this weekend. I'm personally looking for a spot, uh, you know, right around median prices and very stuff like that. Bright. You're very brave. Um, I, well. Um, <laughs> Who's so, your agent, though? So I'm actually using it as an opportunity to train one of my guys. So <laughs> okay. uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to negotiate my own deal. So I'm going to no. train someone to do it for myself for me. Mm -hmm. um, but it was really interesting. You know, this weekend we had two blizzards in Denver, and I put in an offer on a house that I really liked. I thought it was a little bit overpriced, and mm -hmm. I, I went in at list because why not? And there were already four offers on it, and it traded five percent over list. And I already thought it was five percent overpriced at list. So it's it's going to be a very interesting six months. That's for sure. If you have property to sell, sell it now because it will not probably sell in the second half of the year as the election comes up. But where are they going to live? Well, I mean, you sell your, I mean, that's a good question. But like, if, <laughs> if you're downsizing, right? If, you, yeah. if your kids are going off to college in May or June and like you're thinking, well, do we wait or whatever, mm. not telling you to kick your kids out of home and send them off to college early, but you know, if Maybe you're trying put to- put them on the couch for a couple months. Yeah, because um, I do think that once you approach the election and once August hits, um, you always see a seasonal slowdown down. anyway. And mm -hmm. I think with the general coming up and especially because I would assume, based on the rhetoric already, it's mm -hmm. going to be a pretty contentious general that I just think people are not going to want to stress out about houses. So Yeah, I think it's interesting what we see um, with the elections mm -hmm. um, around the ta in the tax world and then also um, like with the big tax legislation. Yeah. Like people stop spending money. Like they do. Like so in 2000, so they passed the big Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in the end of 17. Mm -hmm. and nobody bought anything from like January to May. It was, it was slow. It was real slow because people didn't have any idea what was happening with their taxes. Right. And then you probably know more about this than I do, but I would assume that obviously a lot going on with the Democratic primaries, mm -hmm. but you know, depending on who the Democratic nominee is, mm -hmm. right, you could have potentially very different tax planning being proposed on the Democratic side versus mm -hmm. what, you know, kind of Trump has already put through. Yeah. Um, that might scare a lot of people with who have kind of changed their states over the last four or five years and kind of planning yeah. for some of this stuff. I think, you know, adding the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act has created a lot more options for planning. Sure. You know, totally. anytime we have an overhaul, you know, there's not, there's the ability to have more puzzle pieces, mm -hmm. really, is yeah, what I'm seeing. And this is the biggest overhaul that's happened since I've been a professional. I mean, we've seen a couple of them, but nothing like this. Um, especially for people know. like us, right? Yeah, especially for the small business owners. Qualified deductions and, yeah. and you're trading on your name and your, your own brand and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really interesting. And we'll see. I think, you know, the C-Corp stuff is kind of... You know, it's supposed to be permanent. We know nothing's permanent in the tax code. Permanent. You know, as long as, you know, I'm sitting in this chair. <laughs> um, you know, at 21%, it's just, we just don't know what's going to happen. No idea. It'll be interesting. And it's going to be really interesting. Either way, though, Denver real estate's not going down. So you can't build it cheap enough. You can't build it fast enough. Mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot of talk about the apartment community starting to normalize. And you are seeing that in, like, mm -hmm. the very high-end 
you know, 3000 plus for a one bedroom a month kind of thing. Uh, there's just been a lot of that built. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those rents are not going up. That's probably the one soft spot in the soft spot in the market right now. Well, good though. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll kind of put a ceiling on everything. Yeah. I keep looking at my husband, like the kids can never move out. <laughs> <laughs> not here, not in Colorado. Well, by the time they move out, you'll rent it. You'll cash flow. It'll be perfect. <sighs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> so what is the biggest change you've made in your business? So I, I officially stepped year. out of my business last year, which is pretty, I'm stoked. I so um, yeah, so I'm not doing deals anymore. I'm now supported by an incredible cast of characters. Um, definitely characters, yes. love, love them to death. Yeah, they're all sweet. Um, they're all very sweet, talented people. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I got into this industry to build a network, to mm -hmm. um, you know, be that trusted advisor, mm -hmm. be that kind of partner to people. Mm -hmm. And now that I don't have to broker deals, it's made it a lot easier for me to do that. So uh, quality of life starting to go up as we kind of like- <laughs> You're much figure, happier. <laughs> figure this out. Less stress. Yeah, I feel like every time we talk, you're just a little bit less burdened. You know, I, I never- With the stuff. I spend so much of my life being in like contentious, mm -hmm. you know, going back to Wall Street, High trading, stress, yeah. like financial crisis, Wall Street derivatives, like, I just don't want to be yelled at anymore. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't want to be yelled at. I, I don't want to. Be, I don't want to have these contentious conversations that are just like these emotional battles. Like, I just not kind of what I'm into. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, I'll let my agents do that. They're great at it. They, they don't get nearly as, as stressed out as I do. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, now everyone's kind of doing their highest and best, and it's made us a, a much better team. That's sweet. I'm so yeah. excited for you. Thank you. That's no, been awesome. Um, so your current focus has been on big biz dev. Mm -hmm. um, how do you approach um, making your business grow? That's a really good question. Yeah. Well, see, it would have been really nice to know that question before. Mm -hmm. how, what, so, like, what's my approach? Or yeah. How? Yeah. What is so? You've been spending a lot of time yes. out networking and you know working on business, biz dev and stuff. bringing more stuff in. Yes. Totally. So, what is your approach to that? So, what is your process? How do you do that? What is what works for you guys? Yeah. Any for you? So, I'll say the first thing that I realized is mm -hmm. you know, we kind of talk about some of mm -hmm. the, the self development we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Is I have an issue. I don't know when to stop. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I've actually realized and kind of learning about myself over the last six months that you know now that I'm not doing deals my days don't feel, I don't feel like I'm doing anything, mm -hmm. right? Because there aren't the battles, there aren't the, you know, the stress is different, right? Yeah. The fire drills are a lot less. So like you kind of, I've been so used to that, that I'm not getting that anymore. Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like at the end of the day, even if I had five networking appointments, <laughs> I didn't do anything. Cause like, yeah. there wasn't that yeah. like fire, yeah. right? I'm working with a coach right now, uh, Travis Baird, who's been on the podcast. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, and he has me writing down all my events so that I can check them off. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, when I look down at my calendar or whatever, I can actually see that he did do something. It might have not been all the tasks that I have to do right. or I'm not working on projects or whatever, but he did do something that's right, awesome. with my time. And so that's really helped to kind of reframe that thing. <laughs> Because I do, I spend a lot of time talking to podcast guests. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. I spend a lot of right. time doing, doing this. Yeah. I spend a lot of time supporting my team as they support our clients. Um, and as I try to step out more, the more I f kind of feel afloat. Exactly. I was like, I keep going, do you guys need anything on What do you need from projects? me right now? Like, like what, is there anything I can, you know, where's this? Like, and I don't want to micromanage them. So I'm just like, problem of stepping where's out. Where's right? this at though? <laughs> And, and what's been interesting about that is it's almost made it that, so like, what's my approach? How do I approach it? I almost mm -hmm. don't know how to not, do, like, how to not 
to do it mm -hmm. because now that this is my sole focus, mm -hmm. right? To um, if I don't feel kind of like mentally drained at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I just keep going, mm -hmm. right? And so um, I would say last year I had my assistant counted up. Um, we did handicap it a little bit, but we counted. I had 512 networking appointments last year. And those are all one-on-one -on -one coffee. All one-on-one -on -one coffee, beer, happy hour, or network event, or something like that. But I averaged over two events per business day last year. So your approach is one-on-ones. 100% and calls, right? Call. So like I am super militant about my schedule. Mm -hmm. So um, and we've changed it a lot in the last two months, and it's mm -hmm. actually helped out a lot. Mm -hmm. So pretty much my afternoon is pretty mu is entirely free mm -hmm. three days a week. Mm -hmm. um, during the mornings, I'm militaristic about being on the being on the phone, mm -hmm. sending out my emails, like getting through my tasks and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, you know, I think part of it is that, you know, what's my approach? Well, my approach is now I'm doing what I actually want to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of excited to get out there and fun. meet people and figure mm -hmm. out what's, you know, what to do next, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's kind of been my approach, just do it until you can't do it anymore. I love it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess, uh, so you've really embraced the go-giver mentality. <laughs> Go-giver? Go-giver. Go-giver. Have what you do you heard mean that? No. Okay. So uh, that might be Stephen Covey. Um, but that's that go-giver, like, constantly just helping people where they're at. Well, thank you. Um, like, I literally get, like, three emails a week from you, like, making intros. I, well, because I guess every I time, No, there's No, that's <laughs> amazing. Because every time you talk to somebody, you're like, who do I... You know, who's a good fit for this that's person? That's true, yeah. Um, and it's that master networking thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the master connecting. Yeah. That a lot of people have a hard time like doing yes is that um is that something that you had to learn how to do or yeah. is that something that's really natural for you no actually very very much not mm -hmm. so it's really crazy i'm a true introvert mm -hmm. like i'm a real introvert mm -hmm. um I, istj like perfectionist you know science mm -hmm. like don't mm -hmm. you know like that's me and, and it's been very interesting to now find myself in an industry where and I get paid to be out mm -hmm. and on, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the opposite of really what I want to be. Like, to be honest, guys, like, I'd rather just be home watching TV and yeah. having a cup of coffee yep. on my couch, right? Get it. Um, 100%. So, 100%. So, to be honest, yes. I'd say one of the best things I learned from Wall Street mm -hmm. is that, you know, when you at a very young age they are they impress upon you the importance of being responsible for pnl mm -hmm. so i think one of the, the advantages and benefits that i got uh was just okay you're 26 time to go find pnl like wait what like how how often like as a young mid-20s are you being told mm -hmm. like go network with people and mm -hmm. find revenue right mm -hmm. so they actually kind of taught us some of the very basic stuff um in terms of networking and uh manners and how to do this since they organize about it just on on the street mm -hmm. Um, and then when I started my business, um, one of my best friends is a financial advisor who was in a very similar position when he started his business. So he kind of gave me his system. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a LinkedIn-based system, and it was great. And we can spend, we can talk about that more if we want. But uh, it, it really was just, you know, kind of figuring out what your niche was and what was going on and just kind of doing it, mm -hmm. you know. And I think the one thing that most people don't do Right, they sit down for a networking appointment, mm -hmm. and you and I don't approach it this way, right? No. But like most others will, mm -hmm. we have a networking appointment. Okay, great. Like, how how, how do I get business from you, right. or like how much business are you going to send me, mm -hmm. or when am I going to get my first deal from you, mm -hmm. right? Networking is not a presumptive close. Mm -hmm. Networking is an open ended. Let's get to know each other. Let's mm -hmm. build a relationship, yeah, like and let's see what's happening. The only problem is most small business owners can't think three months out past you know, kind of where they are in life mm -hmm. right now, because you know, it's all make mm -hmm. payroll, make P&L, pay mm -hmm. my taxes. And so, um, 
you know, what I've really tried to do is separate my networking from my sales activity. Mm. So network is business development, mm -hmm. selling is selling, mm -hmm. and those are different. Oh. Right. So like you sell to your database, but mm -hmm. you network with your sphere. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, yeah, you and I have had sales conversations. Mm -hmm. I've called you mm -hmm. and I've said, Hey Jamie, like who do you know looking to buy or sell? Mm -hmm. and like, Actually, I don't know anyone right now, but obviously you're top of mind. Like, mm -hmm. Okay, great. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Boom. That's a sales call. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's only after we have we, a relationship. We have a relationship. And most people want the me, me, me now, now, now. And mm -hmm. that's why you destroy networking. Um, it's interesting because I've had to I don't know if I've, I've always been a helper, mm -hmm. but I, I do better when people are in front of me. Yes. But as I create more relationships and do that extroverted getting to know people mm -hmm. thing and through the podcast and all of my LinkedIn activity and all of that, yeah. you know, I'm constantly meeting connections for other people. Totally. Um, and I think that's one of the big values we bring. Mm -hmm. One of the big values I bring is that my client base also gets my network. Because I'm out there networking. 100%. And most CPAs probably aren't doing that. Well, we just had a phone call with a, a referral from a past client moving to town. Um, wife needs a job. And I was like, okay, well, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. Well, I want this. Okay, great. Let's call it. We'll talk in a week because I probably have four or eight people already in our database who could you could talk to. Mm -hmm. What you do that? Uh, yeah. We connect people. Like, my value is not being able to transact real estate. Mm -hmm. My value is in my network of 5,000 people in town that I can call and get help from, right. right? So, you know, the question is like, where's your value and what are you doing, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that you know, most people never talk about, right, mm -hmm. is you sit down and have an appointment and you ask, you spend, first thing, the best thing you can always do is you always start the conversation, you always take control. Mm -hmm. You always take control of questions. Ask questions. You ask a lot of questions, mm -hmm. you ask so many questions, just because, and you pay attention, it forces you to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And at the very end, even before they're even able to ask you, like, oh my gosh, I've been talking for half an hour about myself. Like, I want to learn about you. Hey, before that's great. If I could meet or introduce you to one person over the next three months, like, mm -hmm. who would that be? Mm -hmm. Right. And if you just, or how can I help you? Or like, mm -hmm. what's one thing I could do over the next two weeks to like help you move your business forward? Or like, what is your biggest pain point right now? It could be anything. Anything. But yeah. if you just ask that question, there's a 90% chance they'll ask it back, mm -hmm. which is your goal anyway. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if they don't, you know that's someone you probably don't want to be doing business with anyway. Yeah. So I think just asking that question, like, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. And then you follow up, you make the referral, yeah. you make the connection, you make that touch, you write it down, yeah. and then you, it's a great excuse, right? Because then we were just talking about this before we started recording, yeah. right? Like, hey, did you get in touch with Jay? Did you get in touch with Don? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, cool. Like we're yeah. talking, but it's just now whenever you talk to those people, like my name will you pop up. You can check in, yeah. And check in, but like it's just yeah. is the best way to give follow up and to add value and to like create be, those relationships. And be front of mind. Be front of mind. That's all it is. Yeah, it's always amazing to me. Um, people seem to be taken aback sometimes when I'm like, what is your biggest pain point? And it could be literally anything. Anything. Like anything. Right. Right? Yeah. Like you need a babysitter tonight. Let me see what I can do. Right? You probably know them. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I don't, you know, if you don't tell me what it is, I can't help you. Um, and people are always kind of just like, hmm. Or I'll ask them, right. what do you want? like long run, like long range. And a lot of time people will be like, I don't know. And then like the next day they'll be like, nobody ever asks me. Cause it's tunnel vision, right? Yeah. You, know, you have a label vision. as a CPA. Mm -hmm. I have a label as a real estate broker. Mm -hmm. Like we're labeled by our mm -hmm. job mm -hmm. function, right. not by our job value. Right. Right. And so, you know, I, I asked that question and people who are not entrepreneurs or don't see the world the way that we do mm -hmm. will say, well, I'm good, man. Like I don't, I'm, I told you, I just told you, I bought my house three months ago. I'm not selling it yet. I'm like, that's totally cool, bro. 
Um, you're a trust and estate attorney. Mm -hmm. uh, you probably want to know family lawyers or financial advisors or CPAs, right? because they're sending a lot of business and hey mm -hmm. it just so happens that i know a bunch of them like yeah. that's what i'm talking about not yeah. selling your house like you'll call me when the time's right I, I don't need to ask you yeah i don't know i don't know what's broken <laughs> what do you mean um i feel like well especially like with the accounting field i feel like we have a really bad pr job that's been done to us okay um because people just assume that they can come in and like all we do is tax returns mm -hmm. like I'm gonna come sit across uh, across from you, and all you're gonna do is my tax return. And it's just right. like, hey, we don't work like that. Right. And B, that's not really what we do. Right. It's not a product. I mean, yes, there's a product. We do tax returns, but that's because we have to. <laughs> right? right. That's the last piece. <laughs> it's about the structuring and the preparation. It's about the strategy and the limitation and you know all that fun stuff. The organizational process, workflow all around that stuff, it. Right? Right. And then we do the tax returns right. to make sure you're in compliance with right. all those things we already set up for you. Right. Right? Yeah. People don't see that stuff. They don't. Right. They yeah. also don't see me in the middle of the night like, oh crap. What if we did this with right. this client? Right? So there's a lot of emotional and mental labor too, because mm -hmm. I care about my clients. Maybe I care about them a little too much, <laughs> but I care about them. Well, I mean, caring too much, I mean, that's, that's not a problem. I think the really cool thing is like when you're sitting, when you have that kind of relationship mm -hmm. with your clients and referral partners mm -hmm. and like, you get those moments, right? We're like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like I gotta, I gotta connect so and so mm -hmm. with blah because mm -hmm. oh, how did I not think about that? Right? <laughs> we just did that before we started rolling. Right. I was like, I haven't introduced you to that person. Right. I'm the worst. Right. But, now, but because we have that relationship mm -hmm. and we've, you know, you're so, you, you believe in the transfer social capital. Mm -hmm. I believe in the transfer social capital. Uh, if you haven't met Matt Stewart, the guy over at Northwestern Mutual, another unbelievable guy who mm -hmm. believes in kind of the social capital networking mm -hmm. kind of thing in town, mm -hmm. like. You know, there's just something to be said for it, and it's going to be sloppy, and it's going to be not perfect, awkward. I owe people intros, and oh I'm awkward because I'm an introvert. And you just don't know these people, <laughs> and it's like, well, I don't know if there's going to be a relationship here, and I don't, yeah. I don't Sometimes know if I even want to know you in Sometimes 30 minutes, let alone spend an hour that we have <laughs> on my calendar, right? So, like, but hey, you just you just got to do it. Yeah, and I found like. I'll be dreading it or I'll be looking at somebody's LinkedIn and I'll be like, who is this person? And then I end I get a, like get on the phone with them or mm -hmm. whatever. And I don't want to let them go because they're engaging and fun and awesome and right. right. And the best part is when you follow up with those people because you do mm -hmm. and you're systematic about it. Like, oh my God, Jared, uh, like a buddy of mine last week said this to me. He's like, dude, I want to emulate, emulate myself over your follow-up. He's like, you call me every two months <laughs> and you send me an email every month and you make sure everything's okay. And mm -hmm. you connect me with all this. Like, Oh my God, right? Mm -hmm. And so like that was a really cool compliment to get. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine if like this is a guy who I have a great relationship with, we can be vulnerable with each other, we mm -hmm. can be open with each other. I'm assuming that if hopefully if that's what he's feeling and verbalizing to me, mm -hmm. then there are a lot of other people who mm -hmm. we're touching, who are seeing our content, mm -hmm. who are seeing our activities that mm -hmm. are thinking the same thing mm -hmm. and just not saying it, right? Yeah. And that's why I try to respond to the emails and well, of course, like yeah. and You're comment busy. and stuff because... By the way, it is February and you are an accountant, so it's okay. Well, but. no. <laughs> Um, because the people in my network, um, are the people that I want to continue to support and encourage. Totally. And it has nothing to do with me. But if somebody sees my name and tries to look for me and wants to get to know me because of that, yeah. then awesome. Right? Right. But I still want to support people. Yes. Um, and like, if you send me a price increase email, like I have a couple vendors that do that. I always email back and I'm like, great, thanks. Thanks for taking care of, great care of, great care of us. 
and people are like, wow, nobody ever does that. Yeah. You know? Right. I usually just get complaints or static. <laughs> or static. Just whatever, right? And, you know, it is. But the it, feedback is amazing. And yeah. The positive feedback is amazing. And you get that from, like, you know, it's a creative role, right? You get that from, you know, the 80% of the people, or what is it, 20% of the people are going to do 80% of your business, and those are also going to be the ones that are going to give you all that feedback. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with networking, mm -hmm. right? Like, I had, you have unbelievable coffee appointments. Mm -hmm. Like, unbelievable. Like, oh, my God. I need to go add mine up now. We jive. Mm -hmm. we, we're, we're the same person. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, how did we not even know each other, oh, yeah. let alone, like, we're going to do so much. We're going to make each other rich, yeah. right? Let's go grab a beer in two weeks. And then just, like, crickets for years, <laughs> right? I, I've had dozens of those. I've also had those appointments where I'm like, wow, um, that was the worst coffee appointment. Like that person wanted nothing to do with me. They weren't <laughs> interested in anything I had to say. They didn't want to share anything. Mm -hmm. And then a week later, we get a referral from those people. Yeah, right? It's so crazy. It's just crazy. So you just never really know. And if you approach the networking from the, let's just get whatever we can out yeah. of it. Let's just help a bunch of people. Let's yeah. build a name and a brand for myself. Yeah. You're going to be successful. Yeah. And how do we provide value? How do we provide value? All right. We can talk about this. Sorry. Yeah, this All is day like long. Hours. I'm super casual about that. So, I'm actually going to skip that one because then we'll just talk about what we were just talking about. <laughs> so, they all connect. yeah, I know. Um, how does that opportunity for real estate investment look in the Denver area? Yeah, it's tough for sure. Um, you know, real estate investment generally nationally is pretty tough right now. Mm -hmm. um, you've had. Um, you have a number of markets actually in the United States which are in the process of correcting. So, um, you know, real estate markets going down, both residential and commercial. So, if you're looking on the coasts, um, you know, th there are certain things that are probably not working that have been working over the last five or 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, in Denver, you know, it's really interesting. I think we're probably, I'm not super bold up on residential just because of the stuff we're talking about mm -hmm. with um, apartment leases, mm -hmm. maybe not topping out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Affordability on the residential side is also going to really start to become a problem. I think that's the biggest issue, um, especially if rates just tick up a little bit, right? So, I'm not telling a lot of people to buy like, you know, I'm not put, telling a lot of people to put money to work in residential because you just can't put that much money to work, and the returns on that aren't that great. It takes a while. It takes a while. So, you know, I think the best opportunity in Denver are probably some of these like sub institutional commercial assets. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're talking kind of below five million, below ten million. So you're not on the radar of those bigger, mm -hmm. bigger guys with hundred million dollars that need mm -hmm. to put money to work. Um, on the other hand, it's small enough, it's small enough where you're not playing against the big boys. So it's big enough where you're not playing against the riffraff. And I think there are probably some opportunities there. So, hmm. you know, personally, I'm looking at selling my house that is my, currently my rental, mm -hmm. um, and the, as well as another investment to go and buy an office building, mm -hmm. um, because I think the returns are gonna be a little bit better and it's just mm -hmm. a better option for Blue Capital in the future. Yeah, I think, you know, when we deal, when we're talking about, ca you know, properties for cash flow or properties for investment yeah. or appreciation, that's my concern in the Denver area. So if you're looking to buy property in the Denver area and hoping for appreciation, mm -hmm. I mean, how far more, how far, like, how much higher can we go? <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. I mean, that's super loaded, right? Because, um, I mean, we could cash flow a property, right? You could buy something if you could afford it. Kind of. Probably cash flow it. Maybe not. You know, I mean, hmm. single family cap rates are going to be around 5%, and mm. your mortgage rates are 4%. Your mm. APRs are going to be 4.5%. Mm. So, you know, you're talking about uh, unlevered yields. 5%, you know, debt, debt yields of four and a half to five, you're basically gonna break even on a new purchase. Mm, yeah. um, 
you know, I think you're seeing more cash flow in office right now mm. um, in, in some retail assets, smaller retail, smaller office, smaller industrial. Mm. Um, you've got a lot of the pot marijuana stuff that's kind of fallen off over the last several years as other states have legalized. So mm -hmm. some of the pressure from that, uh, you know, marijuana users in the Class B and C industrial space has gone away a little bit. Oh, so. Really? Um, I think that you're better off in kind of this, this smaller individual type commercial space and maybe not looking at residential for investment. That is all very fascinating. And I'm going to have to rerun that back a few times and re-listen because you're so smart and I, I got well, most of it. I will happily introduce you to Rachel. She's amazing. So uh, <laughs> my commercial partner is spectacular. Um, so what are some of the biggest mistakes you're seeing in real estate purchases right now? And then we're gonna... Oh, boy. <laughs> what are some of the Give biggest? Give me the top two. Yeah, I'm just trying to think right now. Um, you know, I, it's hard to say that people are making mistakes when there's no no supply on the market. When it's hard to not make a to make a different choice. Yeah, I mean, if you've got two bad options and you got to move, like which one do you buy, right? It's um, like a president presidential election. <laughs> uh, we're reminded of our South Park reference. Yes, we I'm are. I'm not going to say it on this podcast. <laughs> That's fine. Not, not PG rated. Um, you know, I, I think the biggest issue is. Um, yeah, the biggest issue for some people mm -hmm. is they're focusing on the cosmetic mm -hmm. and they're, they're firing all their am They're using all their ammo on their inspection negotiations on cosmetic things mm -hmm. instead of worrying about the bigger ticket items. Like so yeah, like is the roof okay? <laughs> is your swirl line cracked? Um, is your HVAC new or is it busted? Right. Um, some sellers too. Right. Um, they're making mistakes about, well, my house is worth gold. I'm, you know, no supply, people pay whatever. I'm like, well, yeah, but you know, there's a cash issue here, right? Like yeah. if, if you can, I can put your house in the market and we can get mm -hmm. it sold, but mm -hmm. you know, they still need a working furnace. And if you have a cracked sewer line, like that's going to have to get fixed. Oh, like and that's just not cheap. No, it's not. Um, and I, you know, you've had that issue. And so, mm -hmm. um, I do think it's probably more, you are probably overpaying right now, but mm -hmm. overpaying in the context of what you were paying a year ago. Um, just make sure the house is in decent enough condition. You're not going to come out of pocket for you know kind of big checks over the next two years. So that's the biggest thing that I'd be worried about. Not a lot of mistakes though. I mean, the market's just too crazy. I'm just afraid it's all going <laughs> to come down on rent someday. I, to be honest, I, I don't think even if you saw a correction, uh -huh. I don't. It doesn't feel like. It, it, it doesn't feel like it's that bad here. Mm -hmm. um, you have so much pent up demand. You have a really, really hot job market. Mm -hmm. You still have a very hot in migration That's pattern. Huge job market. Huge so job funny. market. Way more diversified than it was mm -hmm. just 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, construction costs are such that even if, like, even if there were these huge developments coming up, mm -hmm you can't build it cheap enough, mm -hmm. right? So like the big risk here at this point in the cycle, in my opinion, mm -hmm. is not a leverage issue. We're not gonna go through an 08 situation where you have foreclosure, 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 mm -hmm. foreclosure, there's just too much equity right now. Mm -hmm. um, I think the bigger issue is like, well, where do, where's the affordable housing come from, right? Like how do we get these prices to stay where they are because mm -hmm. there's just no supply coming on the market? Yeah, and I think, you know, for us, we can't, I mean, if we we're gonna do a move within- Why would you move, this house is awesome. This house is awesome. This area is awesome. It needs to work though. <laughs> I might be moving um, close to you. Yeah, come, so, come hang out with us. Might be your neighbor. This is one of the best neighborhoods in the city. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, so what is okay? So we're gonna have to wrap this up. Um, yeah. Might <laughs> we, could, too long we could be here all day. We could be all day. Um, what is the easiest way for people to find you? Yeah. Um, 
give our website's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, www.bluepebblegrp.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not giving my cell phone out. Like you don't have to. At, I mean, you told you warned I, me after I, I did think it last. People time. are nutty <laughs> uh, for doing that. Did call people call my, you? Uh, what? Did people call you? No, none of you guys okay. called me, but you should call me now. Uh, so it's my on the page still probably. That's fine. <laughs> uh, call, call my office uh, 720-526-2583 mm-hmm. um, or info at bluepebblere.com. That works too. Okay. Or just uh, reach out to you and say, who is that crazy Denver real estate guy? Yeah, and we'll try to remember which yeah, one. Absolutely. Um, fan a question. Yeah. What is your biggest piece of advice for someone looking to really relocate or move in the Denver area? Yeah. Manage expectations. Man, is that bad? <laughs> no. uh, yeah, that's kind of where my head went. Man, yeah. it's it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's going hard. to be difficult. Depends on your price point. If yeah. you're below a million, it's going to be frustrating. If you're above a million, uh, million. you know you're paying for that lack of frustration mm-hmm. uh, to some extent. So get pre-approved, get all your ducks in a row, mm-hmm. make sure all your your lender has all your mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and depending where you're coming from. You're gonna get a lot less for your dollars, or probably. more. Yeah. For me, it was two for one. Nice. Coming from New York. Yeah, no, I've always been in Denver, so it's just been kind of like, can we make our money back? Can yeah. we make our money back? Can You'll we be make fine. Our money back? You'll be fine. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm just like, can I make my money and move to Knoxville? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, just uh, manage expectations about Someplace the time. Someplace I can pay for cash. For sure. <laughs> can I can I give a shameless plug for our uh, fundraiser? Do it. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, March nineteenth. Uh, Jamie's already sponsoring part of it. We're going to be hosting a beer pong tournament for the Boys and Girls Club of Metro Denver. Uh, at Revel Social, 6 yeah. to 10 p.m. If you're a Denver local, hit us Denver local. It's going to be a single elimination beer pong tournament. <laughs> 64 teams. Wild March Madness there is going on in the background. There will be water in the beer cup. Correct. It's water water pong, but It's open water bar. pong, but we're yeah. going to be drinking beer while we We're going to raise bar. a bunch of money. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it should be an epic time. I'm so any if there are any questions, you know, we'll send excited. you that information. So It's totally my thing. Awesome. Thank you so much like, for having me. I really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for coming. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant. Be abundant.